good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Henny Cutter gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. And we discuss local and national Native news event and events. And you know, Haley, as we know, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. And this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Right on. Hey, they do great work over there. Hey, we got a host or we got a guest on tonight, Wendy. Uh, really excited to have Danielle DeLong mm-hmm. on. And it's been a long time, Danielle. I see you all the time because we're, <laughs> we're co-workers. But uh, also there's a great event uh, that's coming up that I, I'd like you to talk about. And I'd also want you to introduce yourself in a good way. All right. Well, thank you very much, Uh I guess I will introduce myself in Ho-Chunk. Hanichara Haipi, Ho-Chunk Rajara Huwashu Twinga Hingaide. Good evening, everybody. My Ho-Chunk name is Red Elk Woman, and I am happy to be here tonight. So thanks for the invite. Yeah, thank you. And I know you're really busy and you have all those meetings and things. Uh, but also there's a, a 12th annual walk, a, a 5K walk that's going on, and I want you to let people know kind of what's happening, when it is, and uh, how it came about. So uh, take it away, Danielle. Awesome. Well, on Friday, this Friday, May 12th, in St. Paul at Lake Phelan, which is a beautiful lake and setting, uh, we are hosting the 12th annual Wanaishguni Hikurus Hajawi 5K Run Walk event. This event is free and it's open to the public and we encourage all American Indians um, and all abilities and all ages to join us. Um, This was an effort that I started um, 12 years ago uh, working for the St. Paul Indian Education Program. Um, My job uh, entailed a grant that um, had me teaching uh, diabetes prevention to our American Indian students and diabetes, especially type two, is an epidemic for American Indians. Uh, By the time American Indians are over the 40 years of age, one out of every four has type two diabetes. And at that point in time, um, there's no cure. So it's basically maintaining the rest of your life, dealing with the symptoms and, and the effects. But diabetes is genetic. um, So there's nothing we can do to change our DNA. However, it is hugely, type two is hugely lifestyle um, determined. So the reason I started trying to do this 5K run walk was to get our indigenous community up and active. And um, the title of our 5K run walk event is Wanaishguni, which is the Ho-Chunk word for health and well-being, like overall health. Um, Hikurus means uh, to take back or to reclaim. And then Hajawi is we do this together, all together. So Wanaishguni Hikurush Hajawi means taking back our health together. So I loved that um, I was able to incorporate our Ho-Chunk language um, as, as well as knowing and understanding that being healthy is a Native tradition. Um, it's the years of trauma Mm -hmm. that have been imposed upon us that have changed our diets and our lifestyles significantly. So I'm always a proponent of, you know, reconnecting with our traditions and health has been a personal struggle for me. So doing this 5k run walk, working with our children, um, is a passion of mine. And so I knew I couldn't just talk the talk. I had to literally get out and make these changes myself, and I'm eternally grateful 
Um, the Ho-Chunk Nation has um, picked up the sponsorship of this event largely. Um, it is also sponsored by the Nota Begay Foundation. Mm. So that was a grant that I wrote before I became a legislator and the Ho-Chunk Nation Youth Services um, have been reawarded the Nota Begay grant and um, are still continuing this 5K even though it's no longer my job, it's no. just my passion. Well, you know what I love? It's a celebration, Danielle, and it's changed over the years like the T-shirts. I think I've walked with elders in one of the last ones. I've seen my uh, my cousin, which is, he's my Dega, uh, run it. Him and his wife run the 5K. We've walked it. There's prizes. There's music. It's a, just a whole community celebration that you've you've created. And I just want to say, Pina Gigi, and I can't wait to see the design of the t-shirt this year. <laughs> the design is out on social media. Um, it was designed by uh, a Ho-Chunk Nation employee, uh, Roberto Bentoncourt. So he's designed the last two years of our t-shirts. Um, but yes, you're right. As with anything that Ho-Chunk people do, there's plenty of food, but this, this will include healthy options. We have whole fruits and granola bars, uh, lots of water. Uh, we're having hominy soup and um, sandwich wraps and watermelon. Just, uh, you know, we feed everybody. There should be plenty of food. God forbid if a whole chunk event didn't have enough food for everybody. Um, and then, like you said, there'll be other community agencies and organizations setting up as resources at this event. Um, and then we also have a DJ Cav is our DJ this year. So he'll be setting the vibe for us and m making sure everyone's feeling motivated and hyped up. Um, and then uh, some of the prizes, um, I would consider complete bribery to get people there, but um, they're, it's kayaks, children's bicycles, uh, camping gear for powwow season, mm -hmm. um, beadwork. So there's Ooh. a lot of um, awesome prizes that you could literally win for a dollar. So My, um, I definitely encourage everyone to um, register. And the way to register for the event is to go to eventbrite.com. And that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. Um, and then you just have to search for um, St. Paul and then put in... Um, you, you can try and spell it, or you can just write 5K, and it'll give you the 5K on Friday, May 12th. <laughs> you know what's exciting, too? Uh, my Weeha, she won a bicycle, but it was like a size for uh, a little kid, and she gave it away, which was really yes. cool. And then I won a, uh, last year, I won a, a wagon, and it was filled with all these cool beach things, but I just wanted the wagon, so I gave out all the, all the beach things because Wendy wasn't there that year. And you know how she gets when I bring stuff home. But the wagon we've been using for the store, because <laughs> I'm a little pack rat here, but we won't get into that. It's a different show. <laughs> and, and so that's exciting. And I, I want you to hold on. We're going to probably be taking off here for a commercial break in a minute and talk a little bit about your experience with uh, with our nation and what you've expected and and uh, how how you feel working for our people. I know it's a, it's a hard job, uh, but you uh, do it very well. I just want to start and say say that. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that because whenever uh, like there's work being done, I say, well, me and Danielle, really it's just you, but I just glob on to all your work. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. But hey, that's uh, we're with Danielle DeLong, uh, and she is a representative of Ho-Chunk Nation. We're talking about the 5K, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ho-Chunk and uh this is like uh, Ho Chunk Week because we've had a, a, it seems like a guest every day that's Ho Chunk, including me. Ho! Uh. Hey, you're <laughs> listening to, <laughs> to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be back after Wendy, after this short break. Stay with us. Ho! Uh. Hey, 
Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. When we heal from our traumas. When we face our fears. Let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, it's Patrick. So much of what makes us a family takes place in our home. These walls provide an intimate space for all of the small moments that bring us together, and that bond grows stronger year after year. And like any other relationship, your home requires the same love and attention. This is why you should trust in the power of Zero Res to take care of your home. At Zero Res, we don't use harsh soaps or chemicals. See, our water is tough on stains and dirt while still safe for you and your family. So contact Zero Res today to clean your home because a clean home is a healthy home. Just check out the 15,800 raving customer reviews online with a 4.9 Google rating. Visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to get three rooms of carpet Zero Resified starting at just $129, which is a savings of $40 and take $75 off an air duct cleaning. Make sure to mention you want the AM950 special. Zero Res, backward or forward, spells the same. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. A longtime supporter of Native Roots Radio, and... Uh, if you guys uh, find my Facebook, uh, I have a Facebook birthday uh, fundraiser I always do, and it's always pretty successful and exciting uh, that people really support uh, my birthday with that, and that's coming up this this month, Wendy. Yes, and that is the organization that you want to support. Exactly. Hey, hey we're here with uh, Representative Danielle DeLong of the Ho-Chunk Nation, and that's really cool to say. Um, Danielle, welcome. And we, we have a lot of people that maybe don't understand uh, government to government or how other tribal, go- what tribal government is. But why, why don't you explain like the four branches and how, how uh, we work and uh, how Ho-Chunk has been set up for these years? Sure. <laughs> no small task. But, uh, <laughs> I'll so help. Our, the Ho-Chunk Nation is one of, correct me if I'm wrong, 574 federally recognized tribes in the United States. Um, And we have adopted a constitution and uh, within that constitution, we created four branches of government. Um, And they do basically follow the same as the United States government, having an executive department or branch, Mm -hmm. uh, judicial branch, legislative branch, but we have um, a fourth branch, which we call our general counsel. So the executive branch um, does is where the office of the president is located, and they enforce the laws as well as um, do running of the enterprises or operating business business mm-hmm. operations within our enterprises. And then um, our judicial branch, of course, includes our courts. Um, we are definitely uh, lucky to have a very complex uh, judicial system set up with a traditional court and not many tribes have um, you know a trial court a supreme court as well as a traditional court so we are definitely um, ahead when it comes to um, being able to provide uh, jurisdiction for our tribal members um, with our court systems And then, of course, we have our legislative branch, and um, we focus on making and creating laws. 
I got applause. Uh, there we go. Legislative. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Danielle. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Um, so, yes, we we definitely are charged with um, a huge responsibility within the nation. Um, we have to make sure that um, our laws, our codes, our resolutions comply with the Constitution, which is our supreme law. And um, a lot of what I've noticed, you know, in the two, almost two years that uh, we've been legislators is that um, a lot of our laws and codes are modeled after the federal government or even after the state of Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. what I'm hoping to do is um, basically to incorporate more of our cultural values and um, us, our distinct uniqueness into mm -hmm. our laws and our codes, because um, as you know, sovereignty is is not um, a given. Right. And so the only thing, you know, that they can't take from us, they've tried, but right. is is our culture and our heritage. And when we solidify that within our codes, our laws and, you know, within our government and our businesses, then um, it creates a, a certain autonomy that I think um we don't necessarily get reflected in our American government mm -hmm. um, because it's a melting pot where here we do have this uniqueness about us that we can focus on. Um, and it's no easy task, but right. the fourth branch, which I didn't, didn't want to forget about before I kept rambling on about legislature, um, mm -hmm. is the general counsel branch. And that in, um, basically provides all the powers to the general counsel, which um, is all the eligible voters within the Ho-Chunk Nation. So um, they basically can also um, create codes and laws and policies through resolutions created at a general counsel meeting. So they have the powers to also revoke things that the legislature has done. Mm -hmm. um, they can oust a president. They can oust elected officials. And all of these things have been done in the past. So I just remember going to my first general counsel meeting, um, and I was not quite 18 yet, but it was an important one. So they said, you better just come. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there were, there were um, we'll say it was very interesting and made an impression on me to the point that I knew from that point on that you know, I wanted to have involvement. And there's nothing like being involved in your own tribal government because your voice and your one vote can make a world of a difference. Um, and, it, and it is truly up to um, having strong leadership um, in order to promote the voice of the people and the needs and the concerns. Otherwise, you know, people will get um, power hungry or self-centered in their own pursuits and the people's needs sometimes get, you know, swept yeah. under a rug. Definitely. And I've been to, I believe, well, there was two or three attempts last year, but prior to that, I'd been to every general council since 2016 and very interesting. Um, it's where the people make, uh, make their voices heard and sometimes in a good way and sometimes in not such a good way, but it's, it's, it's necessary and it's a necessary evil. Talk about a little bit about the districts and how, uh, how many people, uh, we represent and also, uh, all the other districts we have here as, uh, representatives of the Ho-Chunk Nation. So the Ho-Chunk Nation has four districts and districts one, two, and three are divided up within the state of Wisconsin. Um, we, and then District 4 um, is any, any territory and person outside of the state of Wisconsin. So we cover in District 4, I believe it's 49 states and 16 countries. And yep. a lot of those countries are, um, you know, where our military are serving or some people chose to live abroad. Mm -hmm. So um, we have the largest um, number of tribal members living outside of the state of Wisconsin. Um, but we also have four representatives where other um, areas have two or three. Mm -hmm. So because we have the largest population and the largest space to cover, um, right. we do have an extra or 
an additional rep. So. You know, what, what I've uh, gotten out of this whole thing, uh, Rep DeLong, and we're here with Daniel DeLong, representative of Ho-Chunk Nation, District 4, we, uh, is one is the lawmaking, because that's our like main job or weekly job. Laws are being passed and written, and um, that's been a very interesting process. But all the other operations at Ho-Chunk uh, uh, run when we get our reports on what they're doing. It's just amazing, and it's taking me personally a couple of years to figure out what the heck's going on. Yes, I think, you know, Ho-Chunk Nation is a complex government system. Um, we are privileged that we do have, you know, years of practice under our belts. Um, there are some tribal governments who are still running on you know, a tribal council and IRA constitutions that, um, you know, haven't had the success with gaming that we've had, um, you know, so uh, what's most important is that, you know, tribal governments are doing what they can to serve their people. And, you know, that's basically the purpose that we're here is, you know, we're representatives, but at the same time, we we have to make sure that our laws and codes and policies are are serving the nation and the Constitution. And yeah, it, that's changing constantly. Exactly. And my head's mm -hmm. spinning, and uh, I'm always uh, crying on Wendy's shoulder every night. Aren't I, Wendy? Only sometimes, Robert. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's talk about the 5K. We're wrapping up here, and we really appreciate you having you on, a Representative Daniel DeLong of Ho-Chunk Nation. <laughs> well, thank you. I do want to encourage everyone, um, if you can, to come out to uh, Lake Phelan in St. Paul this Friday, May 12th. It begins at 5 p.m. Indian time. Um, but come <laughs> early. Come early if you want um, a T-shirt, food, all the goodies. Um, we do have registration, and so we can only plan for so many. So if there's 500 and there's only 250 T-shirts, you might miss out. Anyway, um, 5 to 8 p.m., DJ, food, prizes, running, great community event, um, and uh, send some good vibes out for a clear skies. Exactly. Hey, Daniel, I want to say thank you so much for stopping in, and uh, we should do this more often and uh, have a Ho-Chunk night and uh, get uh, all the Ho-Chunks on the show. And uh, we, got, we got three tonight, so we just have to have a couple more come in and check in, but I really appreciate you stopping in. Uh, means a lot. And thank you for the lesson on uh, our Ho-Chunk government. Uh, I really appreciate that. And I think the people out there <laughs> well, thank do you. too. Yes. Thank you for having me and for plugging the 5k and uh, honey check Jawi. Right on. Pini Gigi. Thanks, Danielle. Well, that uh, that's, uh, was awesome having Daniel DeLong on when. Yeah, now you know about the government, Robert. I'm oh, just kidding. Geez. I'm just kidding you. I know that you know. I just have to joke about it, but that's great. Yeah. Hey, who do we have up next? We have a friend of yours. Yes, up next we have Heather Miracle Fahey, who is an MTM pharmacist at M Health Fairview, and she's going to talk about what she does to help the Native American community. Yeah, I saw her today in a powerful uh, presentation, and I'm hoping to ask her a little bit more about that. So really exciting, and we'll be back after this short break. Stay with us. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hello, Minnesota. This is Tom Hartman, and you can catch me every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's smart radio for smart people.
Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. The appliance industry is suffering from major delays with shortages on the horizon. The specialists at Warner Stelling have the area's best selection with thousands of appliances in stock for fast pickup or free delivery. Shop 10 Minnesota stores or at warnerstellion.com. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hey, AM950 listeners. My name is J.P. Derbogosian, and I host This Queer Book Save My Life, the show where LGBTQ guests discuss the queer books that save their lives in conversation with the very authors who wrote them. This week, I sit down with advocate James Darville to talk about the memoir The Evening Crowd at Kermser's, and Gerardo Samano Cordova tells us about his new horror novel, Monstrillo. I hope you can join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Next Chapter Booksellers is the perfect gift idea for mom this Mother's Day. Whether she loves bestsellers or hidden gems, the friendly staff at Next Chapter Booksellers offers personalized book recommendations for any taste. Add a little something special to your gift with their beautiful cards. Plus, they sell a wide variety of puzzles and games. So skip the flowers and the chocolates this Mother's Day and give the mom in your life a gift that lasts from Next Chapter Booksellers off Snelling and Grand in St. Paul. More at nextchapterbooksellers.com. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have wood stoves that qualify for the new 30% income tax credit, a great opportunity to get an efficient stove and heat with renewable energy. Right now, avoid supply chain delays, avoid the fall rush, avoid bad weather installation, and save money because we are now discounting the price on all chimney parts you need for installation for any of Woodland's new stoves and fireplaces. We can help you with the stove and the chimney planning. Want to do it yourself? We will help you determine all the parts needed with our installation know-how. We have been installing wood stoves and fireplaces for over 45 years. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Save money. Take advantage of the spring and summer chimney discounts when you buy any fireplace product right now at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for a chance for rain tonight with a low around 61, Thursday cloudy with a high near 79, and Thursday night rain with a low around 62. Jazz and cabaret legend Marilyn May appears for six shows to celebrate Mother's Day and her 95th birthday at Crooner's Supper Club. Come listen to some great music while enjoying a delicious dinner. Shows are this Thursday through Sunday and make a perfect Mother's Day gift. Find tickets, showtimes, details, and more at croonersloungemn.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. Hey, I'm here with Wendy and uh, Haley, and we have another guest here, and it's Heather Miracle Fahey, and uh, it says Farm MD, Wendy. Uh, Farm D, yep. That, I think she's a doctor, right? <laughs> That's she's right. a pharmacist who has her doctorate. She's an MTM pharmacist from M Health Fairview. Well, and I've been running around seeing you, Heather, and welcome to Native Ritz Radio, and uh, today I saw you, and you had a compelling story about your career. And I'm wondering if you could share that with our audience because, uh, excuse me, that that kind of got to me. After you introduce yourself, Heather. <laughs> yes, thanks, Wendy. Sure. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Heather Miracle Fahey. 
Um, I am Mohawk um, from Tyandinaga, Mohawk Territory, which is in Southern Ontario. I grew up in Minnesota, um, just outside of St. Paul. And um, yeah, I'm a pharmacist with Fairview. I've been an MTM or medication therapy management pharmacist for almost 14 years now. Wow, that's exciting. And Wendy and I would run into you just recently in events. And then the few times Wendy hasn't gone with me uh, to events because I go to a lot of them and I, you know, Wendy needs a break and a break from me probably. But then I've run into you, Heather, and I'm going, oh, we should take a picture and show Wendy that the farm, the pharmacist ladies are here, you know, and uh, talk a little bit about your journey because that was really pretty heavy uh, and it was good medicine to hear today at the Capitol. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I... Uh, I was at the Capitol today for American Indian Day on the Hill, and the the theme of the day was education. Um, I was asked to talk about my experience in higher education. Um, as you may or, or may not know, um, pharmacy school is, is a graduate program. Um, it's four years, um, a four-year program that is after college. So there are some people who will do two years of undergrad and then go to pharmacy school. I did four years of undergrad and then four years of pharmacy school. So I spent a lot of time (laughs) in higher education. Um, But I will say, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, um, I mean, and, and a huge theme from a lot of the speakers today was was about kind of the experience all all the way through. Um, As I said, I grew up around here um, and I was like, I have two brothers and my two brothers and I, as far as I know, and as far as I remember, were always the only native kids in our classes um, and in our school. There, we, we didn't have, we didn't have any Indian education program um, and I'm, I'm so glad that there is an Indian education program now because I think it's so important and I'll talk about this, but I can really see, you know, I, I didn't have that and I can see very clearly how beneficial it is for the students who do. Um, Yeah, I but so like I said, growing up, I was kind of always one of the only Native kids that I knew. Um, I had the benefit. Oh, I didn't have the benefit of Indian Ed, but I had the benefit of parents who Mm -hmm. when I would come home and talk about, oh, today we learned about Columbus, sailed the ocean in 1492. You know, that's when history started, right? Uh, My parents were like, no, that is not (laughs) when history started there were people here before columbus but being i mean i really remember this being in second grade learning about that and coming home and then i really remember my parents being like that's not what happened that's not how it happened um there's more to the story than that um so i did have the benefit of you know parents and family that were able to give me the whole story Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, when I went to college, I will say things were not a whole lot different. Um, I went to Niagara University in Niagara Falls, New York for my undergrad. Um, it is on Haudenosaunee territory, which is, mm-hmm. or ancestral lands, I should say. Um, and, uh, just down the road from Tuscarora Indian Reservation, and I, I remember, I mean, I can think of one other, one other Native student in the university, and maybe there were more, um, but there was, again, like, there was no support for Native students. We didn't have a student center. We had no student associations. There, there was nothing. Um, I did completely of my own accord during college. Um, volunteer on the Tuscarora reservation. And I, I mean, this was not affiliated with the university whatsoever. It was, I actually had, um, an aunt who 
who suggested, you know, hey, you should, uh, my friend works in um, the community health office and maybe you should volunteer there. So I did. And it was an incredible experience. Um, mm. You know, I talked about that. And I'm trying to even think, I mean, I couldn't even, I can't even remember, like, I couldn't tell you like the number of hours that I spent there, but the time that I did spend there had such an impact on me. Um, there were four women in the office. Um, and like from day one, they just, they just took me in. Um, it was, it was just like, it was like my first time that I had aunties that weren't like my mm. actual aunts, you know, like Ooh. I, I finally had aunties. Um, and, and they totally just took me in and, um, it, I felt that, that connection, I mean, with the women, but also with, with the teachings that they probably in like, weren't even trying to give me on purpose. They weren't trying to teach me anything. I was there like making newsletters and things like that, mm -hmm. um, organizing the storeroom. Um, but I don't know. They just, they just completely like took me in and supported me. And I just felt that umbilical tug to, to the culture, um, and, and to the women, um, to the land. And it was really, like I said, one of the first times I can remember feeling that outside of my actual family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really, really, really powerful. Um, and, and I mean, not only the way that they took me in, but the way that they supported each other and their families. Um, it, I mean, I, I, it's safe to say that they, they inspired me. Um, you know, I, I think at that point in college, I knew I was going to pharmacy school or I was applying for pharmacy schools. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I think it's safe to say that I've probably always felt this calling for lack of a better word to, to work in the native community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up apart from my own community um, and so there's always been that wanting of connection, um, but, but being brought in by those women and the way that they supported me and the way that they supported others was it, like solidified. Like, yeah, I for sure want to do what I can give in any way that I can to our people and to our relatives. You have been and you're showing up and it's, it's, it's it's really it's really a cool thing wendy you know mm -hmm. me i've been showing up for a long time and mm -hmm. not that long though people think i've been around forever and i really or really haven't yeah that's right but but when you realized and when you learned that you had a native american mom because mm -hmm. you were adopted you just submerged yourself into the culture and learned as much as you possibly could and you just I think you found what you were missing also, you know, it is. Exactly. Yeah. And, but I see that in Heather and it's great to have her on because now Heather's giving back to the community mm -hmm. and I talk a little bit about that. We got a couple minutes before break, but, uh, what, sure. what inspired you, uh, to, uh, to do that? Um, well, I mean, I will just briefly mention that, uh, when I got to pharmacy school, you know, I, I was, leaving off with this amazing connection to these women. Um, and I was really hopeful to, to create something similar when I got to pharmacy school. Um, the demographics for my entering class said, listed three native students, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, I, to this day, I don't know who those other students were or if there really were two other native students. Mm. Um, so there still just was really a lack of, I mean, just a lack of support. There was no infrastructure at all to support um, Native students, especially in a like a professional doctorate program um, that I was aware of. Um, so, so I was connected. Um, I had one professor who connected me with one other Native 
PhD student in our social and administrative pharmacy program. And that connection has, has served me. I, that, that student who is now a doctor, a PhD, um, was a mentor for me in pharmacy school. And she's been a mentor for me ever since. Um, and, and she was a, she was a lifeline for me during that time. Um, but the thing is, I don't want other pharmacy, other native pharmacy students to have to go through pharmacy school with that lack of support. Um, there, there has been a program, um, through the office of American, oh my gosh, I'm going to totally forget the name. Um, Office of American Indian and Minority Health, which is located out of the med school up in Duluth. Um, and they have supported med students for quite a while now. Um, and so we've started doing some work to connect that program with other health professional students. So, I mean, we can always, I can get into that more, but that's that's been something that I've been working on. Um, one thing I've been working on, I should say. Um, well, well, let's do that. And we're here with Heather Miracle Fahey, and we're talking about higher education, pharmacy, and her story. We really appreciate it. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's, Let's live and, and let, let howl. howl. Students at participating Twin Cities high schools can get a summer's worth of rides on buses and light rail for just $30 with a summer student pass. From June 1st through September 5th, students can get unlimited rides on buses and trains up to a $3.25 fare. For a list of participating schools and to purchase a pass, visit metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Again, that's metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Wait, Heather didn't howl. Do that again, Haley. <laughs> Should we do it again? Howl! Yes. This portion is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Howl! Okay, I saw that. Hey, we're with Heather uh, Miracle Fahey, uh, pharmacist uh, and uh, community member. And I, I don't know if you want to jump into this now, but uh, Heather, thanks so much for being on, For first of all. But you're in the community, and how does that feel? Mm -hmm. and, and what are you doing in the community? I'd, I'd like you to tell our audience. Uh, it's important stuff, and I always, when I see you tabling, you're very, very busy. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I feel like I have my hand in many pots at the moment, but um, one of the things that um, we've been kind of given the opportunity to do through M Health Fairview is to, to show up at powwows and table at powwows. And um, as a clinical pharmacist, I mean, I, I check blood pressures every day, mm -hmm. lots of times a day. I'm checking blood pressures. So um, that was something that I thought, why are we not, why, you know, can't we offer this? Um, if we're going to be at a table, if we're going to show up, let's check blood pressures. Um, so, so we started this spring um, tabling at powwows, um, doing blood pressure checks, and then medication questions, which has been mm. great. I mean, that's, that is my job. That is my area of expertise. Um, and that is something that I feel like I can offer back, you know, like, if you're comfortable, come up to the table. If you have a question to ask, I'm happy to answer or, you know, provide information to the best of my ability. So, so we've been doing that, um, through M health Fairview. Um, and then just, I mean, honestly, we're trying to find any way that we can be in community, um, that we can build relationship, um, but that is also, you know, servicing the community in, in any way that we are able to do that. Um, so, so that's one thing that, that I've been able to do with M Health Fairview is, you know, we're starting to, to show up at these different events. Um, today's event, American Indian Day on the Hill, um, M Health Fairview was part of planning um, and sponsoring that event. So, um, so I got to be part of that planning committee, which was, which is really great. Um, what else? Well, I just got to say this and Wendy, you can echo this with me. Mm -hmm. There's always, uh, our relatives are getting their, <laughs> it's working. They're coming up to you and they're getting their blood pressure checked mm -hmm. and they're asking questions and that's huge. I've never seen anything like that at a powwow. It's really great because people, you know, you know, Heather, uh, high blood pressure is the silent killer. People walk around with high blood pressure and they don't even know it. And if you could recognize that and talk to somebody about it and lead them to, you know, getting help, getting on medication, maybe, you know, talking to them about diet and exercise, and then they are, you know, not going to have a stroke, you know, they're not going to have a heart attack. You know, you're saving lives out there, which is really important. Um, before you came on, we had Danielle DeLong on, who's talking about this Friday at Phelan Lake, that there's a 5k. Uh, and it's it's there for Ho-Chunk uh, people and for all the Native community to come out and to walk the 5k and to have healthy food to eat and to talk about, you know, getting more exercise and getting out there and being more healthy. So it's a thing that, you know, we could all um, aspire to and we could all, you know, help people to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say, you know, powwow may not always be the best place to get your blood pressure checked. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like we're doing a resting, you're sitting resting for very long. Right. Um, right. You know, and right. they're doing about, a fancy you know, dance heart rates are like going along the beat of the drum, but. Right. <laughs> well, and then um, I got mine uh, done and I, I don't know if Wendy was at that one and I said, oh, it's a little high. And I do have white uh, coat syndrome too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, don't tell Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> I just had it checked with my doctor and I came in and it was high. Right. Yeah. And then as uh, as it was over, they checked it again and it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that too. But it just to people that are curious about it, that's a good thing to be curious about, especially with what you said, Wendy. Yeah, and it raises you know, raises questions. You you're there to ask other questions or, you know, just have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it has been really nice. Um, I mean, obviously it goes both ways though, too, right? Like I get to offer something that I'm knowledgeable about and hopefully can be helpful for others. Um, but then I also get to be there and I am developing those relationships and, you know, you see a lot of the same people and um, yeah, you just get to know, you just get to know people. But I think, uh, you know, another part of that um, is that, 
I, I think it's really important that people know that I am native and I am a pharmacist mm -hmm. because, you know, powwows are family events. Um, if there's kids that are curious about, I mean, I, I can honestly say I was not curious about being a pharmacist as a <laughs> kid, um, but just the fact that they've seen somebody do that. They've seen somebody who is like them do that, I think is so, so important. Um, so well, Heather, I, like, I, Heather, I got to tell you a story too. Uh, when Wendy was working before she was retired, she told me a, a, a pretty powerful thing that, uh, that when she would talk to somebody new, she would ask them what tribe they were from. Yeah, if they were we had a large HIV population who were Native American, and they would come into the clinic. And, you know, the first thing would be in their eyes probably is like, oh, look at this, you know, white woman trying to, you know, treat me or talk to me about my medications. And I tried to always break the ice about asking them, you know, what tribe are, you know, you from, or, you know, do you mind if I ask you that? And they would always tell me. And then I, when I mentioned, oh, that's interesting. My husband is Ho-Chunk. And then I might say a, a, a word or, or something in, a, you know, if they were Ojibwe, I know a couple of Ojibwe words. So, yeah. you know, I would kind of break that ice. And then it really... Um, really open the doors and they would really open up and say, oh, okay, I could trust you and, you know, talk, talk to you about my medications and what's going on. And it really um, was, was really awesome. And I came home and I told Robert a story about, uh, you know, of course, I didn't talk about the specific client. But when I told him the story, his eyes welled up with tears. He was so happy about that. Yeah, it's so important to make connections, right, Heather? And Wendy made that connection by uh, in knocking down possible wall that we, you know, natives in, in general are not really trustworthy of medicine and police and things like that. And to knock that wall down, it did, it did hit me and get me emotional because that was beautiful. And you're doing the same thing, Heather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, what Wendy what Wendy did and what I do, I mean, it is completely dependent on trust. Um, you know, because we're making these recommendations where we're talking to people about their medicine, but it's also like how their medicine fits into their lives. So um, yeah, trust is like, I just, we wouldn't have an impact if we didn't have that trust with our patients. And um, yeah, when you know that you have that kind of, already that background understanding it makes a huge difference yeah, yeah it sure does and uh, heather i want to say uh pinigigi thank you so much for being on tonight i uh, hope it wasn't too painful it went quick for <laughs> us a lot of great information and a great story uh pinigigi for being on stay on after yeah. we hang up though heather don't go off right away yeah thank we you. won't be on the air no. but hey Awesome. Pinigigi, Heather. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now.